Malika Andrews, our former NBA bubble correspondent, now a, a, a truly comically busy TV star, omnipresent reporter. Where are you right now? The crappy part is that I had to think for a second. I am in my hotel room in Boston. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. That I is where I want our audience to know that Malika gazed vaguely out her window to verify, in fact, that it is Boston where she is. In fact, it is game six of the finals that is right in front of us. Since the last time I talked to you, Malika, as a as a as the solo guest, as the star of this podcast, really back in the bubble, I mean, you you've been hosting a daily TV show, NBA Today, 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN every weekday. You've won a sports Emmy. You've been doing all of these interviews, and you've been doing sideline stuff. You're doing the draft. I just want you to know that we at ESPN Daily take credit for all of this. And you absolutely should. Um, there is no. Yeah, you should. I, I, there is no, there, I, I have no words. You have all of the words. And when I think of my schedule through the day, I think uh, WWPTD, what would Pablo Torre do? And uh, that's how I go about my day. <laughs> oh, God. I, uh, flattery gets you everywhere on ESPN Daily. That's another veteran move by you, Malika. Sometimes it feels like we have seen pretty much everything. Like if the last decade of sports and also world events has taught us anything, it is to not only expect the unexpected, but to become numb to the entire concept. But I do want to be honest with you here. I did not expect Andrew Wiggins. So today, with Golden State just one win away from yet another title, Malika Andrews takes us inside the story of Andrew Wiggins as he completes his transformation into the player that he never was. I'm Pablo Torre. It is Thursday, June 16th. This is ESPN Daily. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you people wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first one or for your fashionista mom who likes to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate with them both. You can shop by price anywhere from 25 bucks and under to, say, 100 bucks and below. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more. Or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything. Or even pre-wrapped gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So, what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. So Malika, I do summon you here for your words and also for the words of the person that you spoke to today, that you sat down with today, who also happens to be the person that I honestly cannot stop thinking about. How's your wife feel about that? 
Uh, well, you know, it's it's it, it's a little dicey when yeah. I begin to murmur about Andrew Wiggins mm. late at night. And he is the person that is stuck in my brain. And I would just like you to describe for us, like, what he's been doing in these NBA finals. Incredible. Consistent. Timely. Those are kind of the three words that comes to mind when I think of how to describe his performances. Touch pass Porter up top to Wiggins. Squares hand in his face three. It's good. Ten straight points for the Warriors. They have been exactly what the Warriors needed at moments when maybe the Warriors didn't even know that that's what they needed. Off the inbound Wiggins. The contact throws it off the rim and gets the roll. Andrew Wiggins chance for three at 449 to go. But... I hate that I have to throw in the word surprising to this because, yes, he was an all-star starter, but still, this sort of journey of Andrew Wiggins is somewhat unbelievable, even to me, someone who grew up in the Bay Area, who has great trust and admiration in Steve Kerr's system, has... uh, absolute respect for the veteran moves of Steph Curry and Draymond Green uh, and Klay Thompson. Still, through all of that, I find myself being surprised when time and time again, because here's the thing, when Andrew Wiggins had that just absolutely monster, not like a Steph Curry, you know, game four monstrous, but, you know, monstrous in his own right, there was a part of me that said, well, is he playing above his head? Is he going to come back down to earth slightly and, and Clay is playing below, so is he going to come back up? What, where is this all going to even an average out, right? And Andrew Wiggins just hasn't. He just hasn't. This is his, he's not playing it over his head. This is very much eye level for him. To see him be a first-time All-Star, I shouldn't be surprised in seeing him lock down a NBA first-team member in Jason Tatum. And yet, I still am rubbing my eyes a little bit and saying, is it going to fall off? And I think finally, uh, and I, I, I apologize to Andrew Wiggins for this, after five games of it, um, I think it's t- he's earned that tip of the hat. This is who Andrew Wiggins really is in this moment in time. Yeah, I mean, the all-star thing, I mean, that was something to be brushed off, even by me. I'm also in this group of people pleading for forgiveness from the person you interviewed because that's like a democratic thing, right? Like you can get voted into that, yes. right? There's a popularity contest. The Warriors got a lot of fans. K-pop. But the f- yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, we can. That's, that's a separate episode. <laughs> yeah. The rabbit hole of K-pop affecting NBA voting yes. and NBA rewards. Yep. But the rewards of the NBA Finals, Malika, I mean, you just spoke to the two-way aspect of him, right? Like, this is somebody, when you looked at him, you saw for the longest time, years and years and years in Minnesota, you saw a bust, a number one overall pick bust, who had a criticism that was levied at him all of the time. And I'm curious if we're thinking of the same adjective that people would use to denigrate Andrew Wiggins back in the day? Two. Soft and lazy. Mm. Those were the two that he sort of carried around with him uh, fairly or unfairly for a long time. Were those the two, what were you thinking of? That's it. I was going <laughs> soft, but you yeah. brought in lazy. And I'm curious, when you sat down with him, 
Did you ask him yeah. about any of that? And how does he feel about those labels? Yeah. So one of the first things that I asked him was first about the game and then about shedding this label of soft. You were sort of slapped with this label as soft. How do you reflect on that now? You know, I feel like when someone puts it out there, it's kind of, you know, perception is kind of reality, mm-hmm. you know, type thing. He never tried to give it life. I never really gave it no life. You know, I feel like the people around me, I feel like real hoopers, they all know there was nothing soft about me. The people around him felt that those statements were inaccurate, that that reputation was inaccurate. But once something like that starts to float, it often gets picked up and carried. And so he knows it, he saw it, he heard it. Obviously, famously, the interaction between him, his Minnesota Timberwolves teammates, and Jimmy Butler, there's a lot that's been made of that, which is why I found it so interesting when Draymond Green told me the other day that one of the ways that he knew he would fit in on the Warriors is when Tom Thibodeau called him and said, you're going to love this guy. Tibbs was like, you guys are going to love him. He competes, he defends, and he was telling us Jimmy loved him. And, and we all know how Jimmy Butler is. Like, if you got any softness to you, Jimmy don't like you. That's just how Jimmy is cutting. He's continued to show that. He's continued to get better. He's taken on every challenge that, that we've thrown in front of him, and it's huge, and we need him to do that for one more win. He said, there is not an ounce of soft in him. He said, Jimmy Butler doesn't like guys who have an ounce of soft in him. And so if Jimmy has come around to liking this guy, that means he's someone I'm going to get along with. So I asked him if there's any sense of proving people wrong. Um, that's always mo- That's always the motivation. When you hear stuff like that, you don't let it get to you. When you hear stuff like that, it is fuel. No, how could it not be? And Tom Thibodeau, of course, the former coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves, the man you just referenced there, a guy who does not who does not brook much softness from his players either. No. Uh, the thing about the label, right, is that there was a rooting in a reality. And the pejorative is where I think it's fair to dispute what is existentially soft or lazy about a guy who has achieved and worked so hard right. objectively to get to where he is. But when Malika, when you look at his resume and he is, was, I should say, to be very clear, when he was one of the worst rebounders at his position, at his size for so long, when he was one of the most inefficient scorers, a guy who seemed to to not just not just take bad shots, but also be unbothered by the criticism of it. Mm-hmm. That's the other part of him that I find fascinating, well, right? Well, I think that that's where the lazy label came in, and I'm not so sure that came in accurately. The care factor, right? That's what it was. Yes. Does he care? There's a laissez-faire approach to his game. But even sitting across from him, he has this bashfully slow smile that sort of creeps across his face in moments when he's tickled. But he is... He told me I'm not about that raw raw stuff, and he just isn't. No, I'm not with all the you know the raw 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 stuff. You know, I, I keep it simple. I I play my defense. Listening to him talk, he wasn't the most animated interview that I've had in these finals. He yep. wasn't the most um, boisterous player when you watch him on the court, but. He's still doing it. He's still doing all the things the Warriors need, and so I think maybe the label for him now should just be misunderstood because I'm not saying that, you know, one game 
a reputation corrects, but to know what it takes on this level and to literally be in the conversation with Steph Curry for finals MVP, (laughs) come on now, come on. That part, I mean, so a couple of things that you mentioned that I need to dive into there. Number one, yes, he is the anti-Draymond as a persona. You've interviewed both of them. He is the opposite in terms of that sort of charisma. That's fair to say. Yes. But in terms of performance on the court, he has been the anti-Draymond in a more positive sense for Andrew and a more negative sense for Draymond. He has been the second best player on this team behind Steph. And in game five, when everything was on the line and the series is hanging in the balance. Andrew Wiggins is the best player on the court. Wiggins drives through the lane, puts it up with a right hand, good! Andrew Wiggins can do no wrong tonight with 22 points and 11 boards. Here's Wiggins using a screen to get three, drives the lane and flushes with a right hand! 26 for Andrew Wiggins in game five. The part of that that I find so funny is that when they made this trade for him, right? Andrew Wiggins, 26-year-old, six foot seven wing, former number one overall pick out of Kansas in 2014, this incredible athlete. When they trade for him, Malika, back in February of 2020, literally nobody was like, the NBA Finals is where this is going to pay off. Literally no one was like, this person is going to be a steadfast for the Warriors. He was seen as a trade piece oh, where is Andrew Wiggins going to go? Who are they going to package him for? How are they going to make room with him as part of that deal? That that was the discussion around Andrew Wiggins. And now, uh, oh so diplomatically, he answered my question about at the end of June, he's going to be eligible for the Warriors to offer an extension. And he correctly and rightfully, you know, deferred to his agents. But then at the end, slipped in a, and hopefully I'm still a warrior. Because you have to remember that this is a guy, for his first six seasons in the NBA, he had four different head coaches. There was no Mm. stability for him. And so, you know, as much as we look at all of the things that didn't come to fruition for Andrew Wiggins, you also have to look at the circumstances. What the Warriors have done has been give him a foundation, a home base, something reliable, because he didn't necessarily have that. And, you know, I I haven't interviewed Andrew Wiggins as much as I've interviewed many other players. I'm not going to pretend that I'm the Andrew Wiggins expert and I know him incredibly well, but I do know that he seems to have found a fit that he, and he feels that fit with Golden State because, man, he's playing like it. And it's, he, he has gotten the toughest defensive assignment in every series this postseason. So to refresh people's memories, Malika, because you've been there the whole way, right? Like Gary Payton II fractures his elbow against the Grizzlies, and that is the guy who gets that assignment. Andrew Wiggins was not the guy that people said, you need to go shut down Luka Doncic or slow him down however you can. But he he was the only option, and now he is the right answer to that question. Yeah, he slowed down Luka Doncic. He has made it so that Jason Tatum... This blew my mind today. Jason Tatum has not even attempted a dunk in this series. Um, and I part of that. that is fatigue, I imagine, because the Celtics have had a tough path here. But part of it's Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins has elevated to once again, you know what? His new nickname, Mr. I Told You So. That's Ooh. him. He is Mr. I Told You So. <laughs> we have, you know, some people are whatever, Mr. Still Your Girl, Mr. Fab, he's yeah. Mr. I Told You So. 
You yes. doubted me, and now shame on you. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. I mean, what he did, I mean, he basically said that physically when he dunked on Luca. Brunson defends, snaps it outside to Wiggins. Goes by Bullock. Oh! Wow. Oh my goodness. I've got to see this again. Can you describe what that looked like? Just because I want people to appreciate in this audio medium what it was that happened. Everyone jumped off their couch. Like it was it it looked like he cocked his so Vince Carter, you know, Captain Dunk, talks oftentimes about when you cock back too far, sometimes that's when you can't quite get it down. And you've seen that with some of John Morant's most incredible misses. He cocked back too far and slammed it down too hard. And it was like, yo, this dude has no business throwing it down on a multiple-time first-team All-NBA or someone who I think we can already probably say Luka Doncic, yeah, Hall of Fame lock, no right? Um, going to be an MVP of this league, will be an NBA champion at some point. This quote-unquote soft dude just did that to Luka? What? And yet, it's starting to make sense. Like, that's my no, mind, it, but that's me you, catching you, myself. See, that's just... The, that's the puzzle of Andrew Wiggins. You just remembered the branding that you just bestowed upon him. Branding that he would never unilaterally declare about himself, given his personality. And yeah, he can dunk. But the idea that he's coming through in these giant clutch moments on the biggest stage possible, that's the difference. And so after the break, Malika, I do want to close the loop on Mr. I Told You So. And then I want to figure out what exactly the Boston Celtics are thinking about as everything seems to be falling apart around them. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom, Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code DAILY. That's code DAILY. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. You know, the thing about his persona, too, is that when I watch these games, like Andrew Wiggins, is, as you said, he is restrained, deliberately, conspicuously not bothered by any of this. But it feels like when he does stuff that is that is Mr. Posterize Your Star, his teammates don't seem to enjoy anything else in the world more than that. I think, again, it's because of that dichotomy between his 
no nonsense exterior, almost are you checked in, are you checked out sort of facial expression, the disconnect between that and what he is doing on the floor. It's he's the guy who isn't going to celebrate himself, but he wants to celebrate everyone around him and they want to celebrate him in turn. Because yeah, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, infinitely better at talking about Andrew Wiggins than Andrew Wiggins. He's <laughs> yes. not the guy that's going to sit down in front of you and bang on his chest and tell you all about how he did it and why he did it and how he's the baddest mother bleeper that's ever walked around the damn town. But he is. There is a conversation to be had. And, 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 and you know, I think Steph in his amazing Game 4 performance, if it comes down to it and the Warriors win it all, I expect Steph Curry to be MVP. Same. But one more incredible Steph performance will turn that conversation into Steph just came up there and wholeheartedly, 100%, took and earned that MVP. And if he doesn't have that one more game, there will be somebody somewhere, maybe it's me now, saying, man, yeah, you know, LeBron and Anthony Davis from the bubble. Yeah, you got to give it to LeBron. But man, there was a real case for for uh, Anthony Davis there. It'll be that. It'll be, man, you got to give it to Steph, particularly after Andre Iguodala already won it in 2015. But phew, Andrew Wiggins, man, he made an impact on that series. You know, I, I mentioned that, that that silly little smile. His silly little smile in our interview was when he said his daughter who woke him up to tell him in the middle of his nap that he was an all-star starter, hopefully his daughter will be saying, after Thursday night, I had to think about what day it is, <laughs> my dad is an NBA champion. What has it been like sharing these these finals moments with her? What do you want her to take away from this experience? Um, you know, this is the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You know, a lot of people don't ever get to see this or be at this stage. So um, just her just enjoying with me the experience. And uh, tomorrow night, she should, be, she, she should be able to say that her daddy's a champion. And that's when you start to just see that little bit of smile come across his face. And I think, you know, the Iceman, the steely exterior, the soft, the lazy all of that melts. Uh, Malika, like this trade, the trade that lots of people made fun of, I, I, I did not think would make all the sense that it has made. I didn't go full on Nick Wright. Trade. Wiggins is a bad basketball player. He's owed $95 million over the next three years, starting next year. It's, it's unspeakable they did this. It's over for them now. We will never see Steph in another NBA Finals, ever. I know. I was like, I'm glad I didn't have any bad Wiggins takes, but I also didn't have any good ones. <laughs> it was like exactly. a very mediocre, yeah. Exactly. I can't celebrate this with the level of a Mr. I told you so. But Joe Lake of the owner of the Warriors is saying this may be the greatest trade we've ever done. Wiggins is still looking for his first field goal. Wiggins on the rock attack. Malika, at the end here, I mean, you've talked to both sides of this finals and the Celtics to me, I mean, occasionally, well, more than occasionally, I'm just confused as to what they are. They're a team that has been the best defense in the league, the best team in the league. 
as of 2022, and now they look tired and broken. And I look at the Golden State Warriors, and even beyond the Wiggins revelation, I see a team that is just, like, full of confidence. And maybe that's championship privilege. Maybe it's not. But what do you, what do you feel? What, what occurs to you when you contrast the way these two locker rooms are feeling as we enter Game 6? Zach Lowe shared an amazing stat on NBA Today that Jason Tatum is nearing a thousand minutes played in these playoffs. If we hit game seven, he should get there. Uh, Game six won't do it, but game seven will. And when you think of their path, and I'm not saying the Warriors had it easy, it's always hard to get to this place, but the Celtics, they manhandled the Nets, but don't think manhandling Kevin Durant, just because they made it look easy, it's not easy. They then faced the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo, who very well may be the most dominant player on the planet right now. And then they had to go seven games again, by the way, against a tough Miami Heat team. So they've gone the distance now in multiple series. The difference here, too, is that the carrot, they closed out seven in Miami But once again, it's not like Milwaukee where you're going home for a Game 7. You are going on the road for a Game 7 against a battle-tested team. And what I can't tell, Pablo, because the stat going into Game 5 was the Celtics always respond to losses, that they don't lose two games in a row in these playoffs. They have now. Is that because the Warriors have figured something out and the Celtics are just too tired and too broken in terms of the, 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 the Warriors have cracked the code? Or was it just a really off night for a lot of guys and they're going to come roaring back and we're going to go to seven? To me right now in this moment, after sitting down with Andrew Wiggins and knowing, by the way, that Steph Curry is going to want to avenge that three-list game five that he had, I may give the slight nod to the Warriors. Celtics are tough, man. That is a tough team. And I actually think they're a more balanced team. The Warriors have higher peaks, but they have lower valleys. And the Celtics are just steady as they come. And so if they can keep it to under 15 turnovers, the Celtics very well may control their destiny. Or Andrew Wiggins says, hold my beer. (laughs) Malika Andrews, we will always hold your beer on ESPN Daily. (laughs) Hold my wine because beer is gross. (laughs) Thank you for having me, Pablo. I'm Pablo Torre. This has been ESPN Daily. I'll talk to you tomorrow.